And welcome to Bags and Boards. Coming up on tonight's show, we take a look at Orleans from Tasty Minstrel Games. Plus news, new releases, games on Kickstarter, and more. What have we been playing? What games have we picked up lately? Find out tonight on Bags and Boards. Alright everybody, welcome to the show. I'm Lance McFarland here with D. Clark. D, how's everything going? Doing well, Lance. It's a beautiful day today. It is a nice day outside, I have to agree. And we're stuck inside, but it's uh it's nice out there. It is. Hmm. Well that was a noise. <laughs> Not sure what that was. <laughs> that was interesting. Um okay, so D uh if for the people who are just joining us, Bags of Boards is a weekly board game review and discussion show here on KXTR 100.7 The Planet, covering everything in today's designer board game world. We're on 100.7 Wednesdays at 6 o'clock, Saturdays and Sundays at 5 o'clock if you miss us on Wednesday. Also on Thursday, our show is posted over at SoundCloud.com slash Bags and Boards, where you can hear all of our old episodes and the new episodes the day after they air. Past reviews and interviews up there as well, plus our RSS feed address is there as well if you want to add us to your podcast catcher. We are at Bags and Boards TX at Facebook.com slash Bags and Boards and at Bags and Boards TX at gmail.com. Dot com. Interact with us, ask us questions, let us know what you want to hear on the show. We're always down for suggestions. Also, D, as of, um, I would say probably as of this weekend, if you're listening to this on Saturday or Sunday, you can search Bags and Boards on iTunes and find our show as well. Excellent. Yeah, That's pretty great cool, news. Huh? And uh, I believe, uh, I don't know about Stitcher, but I know Podcast Addict works off of uh, the iTunes directory as well. So you can search Bags and Boards on your podcast catcher and find our show. Subscribe to it. Rate, review it if you feel so inclined. I just dropped my wedding ring off my finger. I've lost 90 pounds. In my That's wedding bad luck, ring. man. I've lost 90 pounds in the last year and a half, and my wedding ring doesn't fit you, very you good anymore. You might need to get that resized. Yeah, I think so. I've thrown it off my hand a few times. Yeah, it's time to go to a jeweler, sir. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, like I said, Bags and Boards, weekly board game review and discussion show. Tonight we're talking about Orleans from Tasty Minstrel Games, the first Euro game we've covered in a while, which, yes. as you know, are my favorite kind of game, so I'm really excited to talk about it. And like I said, we're talking about games we've been playing, games on Kickstarter news, and all kinds of other good stuff. So D, right when we get back, we'll be on to the news right after this. You hear that? That's the sound of healthy, safe water from the tap. And that safe water is available nearly everywhere in America. Thanks in large part to the Safe Drinking Water Act, which turns 40 this year. Happy birthday, Safe Drinking Water Act. Together, let's keep our water safe for the next 40 years and beyond. To learn about how to protect your water, visit drinktap.org. This message brought to you by the American Waterworks Association and United Water. Playing good rock music all the time. The new KXTR 100.7 FM, The Planet. Stephenville's Rock Alternative. KXTR 100.7 The Planet is proud to announce the opening of Texan Tattoo at 1280 West Washington Street, directly across from the Tarleton campus. Texan Tattoo offers Tarleton students and Stephenville residents a variety of services to meet their tattoo or body piercing needs. 
Artists' work can be found online at facebook.com slash texantattoo. Walk-ins are welcome and appointments can be made by calling 254-968-0050. All right, welcome back to the show, everybody. Like I said, tonight we're talking about Orleans, but first on to the news. Also wanted to let everybody know about Game and Movie Traders. Bags and Boards is brought to you by Game and Movie Traders. Buy, sell, and trade both new and used video games for any console, DVDs and Blu-ray and comic books. They also feature a selection of board and card games, including Magic the Gathering and other collectible card games. They're located at 2900 West Washington Street, Suite 60, right next door to the movie theater in Stephenville. And keep it reached by calling 965-GAME or online at facebook.com slash gameandmovietradersville. So, D, let's get on to the news. We've got a few cool news topics this week. Yeah. First, uh, in honor of what we're talking about tonight, Orleans, um, Tasty Minstrel Games will be releasing the second expansion for Orleans called Trade and Intrigue that will include a new Beneficial Deeds board, which everyone will know what that is a little later in the show, Yep. Uh, new play styles and events and trade contracts. It will also include some Take That mechanics, which, boo. Yay! Um, I guess that's the in- intrigue part, yep. where you can kind of steal people's actions and kind of mess their actions up, stuff like that, coming in September. So if you're a fan of Orleans or if you decide to check it out after our review tonight, and you like it. A new expansion. There's another expansion that came out last year called Invasion, which has a bunch of modules, which is supposed to be really good. There's a solo, not solo, a co-op version of the game that you can play with with that expansion. So USAopoly has announced a new division that will focus on high-end collectibles and games. So USAopoly getting more and more into the board game world, but, uh, you know, more gamery Games. Yeah, more serious stuff. And you know, our our thoughts on Harry Potter were were mixed when we played it, but if they continue going in that direction where they're really trying to put out good games with good mechanics, yes. I'm excited with IPs, you know. I love IP games that are actually really good. You yeah, know? I would I would say that it was their best effort to date for sure because most of yeah. their stuff is uh skinned just just reskinned old games. That's true. It's uh it's definitely I think my favorite game from them is probably Telestrations, but right. as far as a Game, yeah, definitely their their best effort. You're right. Um, Games Workshop has announced a new edition of Talisman coming later this year. Interesting. Uh, are you a Talisman fan? Uh, believe it or not, not particularly. Well, I say that. I've only played it once or twice, so I could take it or leave it. Eh. I've only ever heard negative things about Talisman. I don't really know a lot about Talisman. It's kind of a roll and move, right? A little bit. I guess it says a lot that with all the different types of games that I like to play, with all of the different mechanics that I'm comfortable with playing, you asked me am I a fan of Talisman, and I went, eh. That's pretty yeah. serious condemnation now yeah, that I think about it. That's true. <laughs> um, I know uh, there's one guy I've met uh, locally who's a big Talisman fan. Yeah. Um, what is his name? Um, Hineke. Yeah, Dan Hineke. Yeah, he, he plays it on his iPad a lot. He does. Yeah. So anyway, uh, in other Games Workshop news, um, Lauren Wiseman, the founder of Games Workshop, has passed away. That's, do, you, uh, do you know that name um, in relation to Games Workshop? No, actually. I, I got into Games Workshop a little bit later. Um, I guess that uh, Lauren had stepped away before uh, I really got seriously into it and started paying serious attention to what the company was doing. Yeah, and so. I, I believe they that he has uh, something to do, maybe even the designer of the GURPS system. 
That may be. From Steve Jackson games. Right. So, um, which is the uh, the big universal role-playing system that you can kind of put on any theme, right? Yeah, general universal role-playing system, GURPS. Yeah, yeah. So um, WizKids has announced a new card-driven political game based on the sci-fi show The Expanse, which I hadn't heard of, but if, if you're a fan of that, there's a game coming out. Being released this summer, being designed by Jeff Engelstein. Um, USAopoly uh, has also announced two themed versions of code names based on Disney Pixar for one of them and Marvel for the other one. Right. So, speaking of USAopoly um, and reskins of games, although code names is certainly not an old one, but no, this feels like a, a step backwards to me I in agree. terms of their their development of games. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it'll definitely be one of the most quality games that they've released. But it's what they're doing. I mean, so that's why they have this other division doing the games, because USAopoly, I guess, is going to keep doing what USAopoly does. Which I guess is fair. Okay. Um, but it's interesting that Codenames has gone in this direction. Like, I mean, it's definitely going in the Love Letter Munchkin direction. A little bit. Flux, um, you know. Yeah. It, it is interesting, though, that they managed to get uh, those two IPs for that particular remake. Disney, Pixar... And uh, Marvel are both, which well, is I guess Disney. Disney owns Marvel, yeah. but that's that's big names in yeah, for uh, sure. Not just nerd geekdom, but nowadays in terms of the public period. Yeah, so I guess this is CGE partnering with USAopoly, and USAopoly has that Marvel Disney license already. Yeah, so. they can make they can make Marvel Disney license or games already. So, so they just have to partner with go. another company to get their mechanics, you know. And there you go. Which they've done. They've made Marvel Munchkin. Yes, you know. So. Uh, yeah, interesting. I, I'm cool with just uh, original code names, but there's a lot of versions now. I mean, Target did that adult-only version of code names called Deep Undercover. Yeah. Um, then you've got Pictures, regular code names, and now Marvel and Pixar. Um, I'll probably check it out. Yeah, why not, right? Uh, so Hasbro has announced that they're going to be removing the Thimble token from Monopoly after voting took place in January, and it did not receive enough votes, D. They're going to announce that eight tokens voted into the game on World Monopoly Day, March 19th. I was about to ask you a question, and I realized the, the look of death and murder that I would get for doing so. I was going to ask, what is your favorite and least favorite Monopoly tokens? But then I remembered that you don't particularly care for Monopoly, period. So you probably don't really have a favorite or least favorite token. I think that's a pretty I, – I don't think I'm an active hater of Monopoly. I think that's a pretty common thing for uh, gamers right. to not really like Monopoly all that much just because you know how many good games are out there. Right. And that's the one game that when you talk to people about playing games, they go, oh, Monopoly, right? But if you like Monopoly, you like Monopoly. It's not a big deal, right? Well, that's, I mean, and that's I've, fair. I've sure. surely played a lot of Monopoly. Um, i got to stop leaning on this keyboard, everybody. <laughs> so I played a lot of Monopoly, and I uh, name name the name the the pieces. Name the pieces. You have the horse and rider, and the car, and the cannon, and the battleship, and the top hat, and the dog, and the thimble, which will soon be going away apparently, and the iron. The iron, yeah. Yeah, that's all eight. So dog. <laughs> really? Dog is your least favorite? No, dog would be my favorite, I guess. Okay, dog is your favorite? I guess my least favorite would probably be the the iron. That's fair. I've always been a horse and rider fan myself. Yeah, that's And cool. uh, my least favorite's probably the thimble, actually. I'm, I'm certainly okay with it going away. Yeah, it doesn't have like a, like, it doesn't feel like a piece. Yeah, it just feels like, well, 
It feels like a piece of sewing equipment. It it's doesn't an, feel like a game board piece. It's an odd shape for one of the pieces. You yes. You know what I mean? All the other ones seem like things that could go forward. For the most part. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, did you look at the website with the voting? I did not. It was really cool, actually. It was an interactive website right. where you could scroll sideways and it would go past, like, say if one of them was a book, it would be on a bookshelf. Okay. You know? Yeah. And there were a ton that were being voted on, and I, I'm really interested to see what they all are. I wish they all got voted out. I'm really curious to see what the new one coming in is. Yeah. I wish there were going to be a lot of new yeah. ones coming in. Because they didn't... Well, when they did the... Uh, when they did the Monopoly 2000s edition with the electric game board and whatnot, um, it had different pieces. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it had all it, it had entirely different pieces. And I'm sure all the themed version of Monopoly. have They all have their own pieces. Yeah. I have the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas at home. Oh, that's cool. From USAopoly. So uh, next bit of news, Green Ronin Publishing, the publisher of Mutants and Masterminds. It's a superhero-based RPG. Right. Um, Laird's a big fan of that. Yeah, I, I enjoy Mutants and Masterminds. Um, is partnering with Greater Than Games, the publisher of Sentinels of the Multiverse, a superhero-based card game, cooperative card game, right. to release Sentinels of Earth Prime, which is a Sentinels of the Multiverse light card game with Mutants and Masterminds theme. Seems good. Yeah, right? Uh, hitting Kickstarter in April. So if that sounds interesting to you, check that out. Osprey Games will be releasing a new edition of Martin Wallace's game London at Essen this year. Okay, so a few things from New York Toy Fair that seem kind of interesting. A DC version of Spyfall. Right. Uh, Attack on Titan Last Stand. Um, and it's an Attack on Titan game from Cryptozoic. It's not the deck builder, uh, but being designed by Antoine Bowser and Ludovic Malblanc, which are a couple of big-name designers. Yes. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Showdown. I couldn't tell what this was. I couldn't find any info about it, but uh, Daryl Andrews, a game designer, was holding a box that said TMNT Showdown. Yes. So seems like a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. I really want to play Shadows of the Past. I mean, I want this. We're going to be playing this Conan one versus all, right. one versus mini game. Um here pretty soon and I I want it to be I want it to like make me want to play more one versus many games just because I really want to play the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one right and I'm sure there's a couple more that I would like to play Doom has received excellent reviews yeah which is like a um, it's like an updated version of Descent right yes sort of sort of thing which um, I think Descent was an updated version of the original Doom game that may be I'm not yeah. sure on that one um, a buddy of mine here locally has Doom uh, but we haven't played it here in a month or two. I mean, I may need to poke him and see if we can get some more plays of that. The newer version. Yes, the new version. Cool. Um, so Dice Forge is a game that is like collecting gems and stuff, but it, Rattle Bones was a game that figured out how to take the sides off of dice. Yes. Um, and this is doing the same thing where you get to build your own dice up, put your own sides on them, but it, it's doing it in kind of a different way. It looks pretty cool. A new Firefly game from Gale Force 9 called Adventures... Uh, Firefly Adventures Brigands and Browncoats. Uh, it's a standalone scenario-based game from Gale Force 9. Um, big Firefly fan. Are you a yes. Firefly person? Oh, man, yeah. Of course, right? Next, The next three Time Stories covers were shown, and they are based on Knights, Hollywood, and Pirates. One of them was 18+. plus. One module comes with the base game, but I think they're up to maybe six modules that have come out for it. That's not bad. 
Um, and then three more. I think their goal is to do one every quarter, so four a year. Okay. So anyway, Time Story is supposed to be great. Maybe someday I'll play it. So anyway, that's all the news. Next up, we're going to talk about some Kickstarter stuff, some cool stuff going on over at Kickstarter. Eagle Griffin Games is reprinting a new edition of Sid Saxon's classic game, Can't Stop, as Can't Stop Express, which uses a score pad instead of the board. $7, D. Or $9 if you want an extra score pad. 13 days left on that, which uh, 11 days or 12 days once everybody's hearing this. Uh, $7. You can't beat that. Not bad at all. So uh, Zen Bins. Uh, I have a ton of Zen Bins for Dice Masters. Good quality product. Uh, they also make Zen Bins for Star Wars Destiny. And they've got an updated version, which is on Kickstarter right now. 12 days to go on that. Zen Bins are awesome for Dice Masters. They are. I don't know about Destiny, but I'm sure they're just as cool. I I see no reason why they wouldn't work. I mean, it's the exact same design, just a little bit bigger. Yeah, I think, uh, I I wonder if any local people have gotten the uh, Destiny ones. Um, It's certainly something we could check into. Um, I know that uh, one of the shops runs their Destiny tournaments, uh, I think Tuesday nights, actually, now that I think about it, so... Uh, so Destiny is pretty popular locally. Uh, fairly popular. I mean, Getting it's making there. pretty regular local tournaments. They're not huge or anything. Yeah, but they're they're getting enough to make. I think Zen Bins also has a uh, uh, storage system for Imperial Assault as well. Okay. So anyway, uh, Dogs. We talked about this last week. Uh, the game Dogs, uh, which is. About you're, you play a dog catcher and you're trying to treat dogs and get them fed and get them medical care. Yep. It was a Brazilian game that had three printings and is being released uh, by, actually I found this out, it's being released by a company called Gray Mask Games, which is, this is their second game that they've done. And they're bringing it over from Brazil. The Kickstarter has funded. It's got 14 days to go at this point. It's hit four stretch goals now. Nice. Including wooden tokens instead of cardboard for all the stuff. Uh, the fu- the funding levels are $29 for the base game, which is a good price for a board game. Um, and there's also a few of the $100 levels left, not a lot. You can still have one Yorkie, one St. Bernard, and two Dalmatians named after your dog. That's cool. For $100. So there's only four left. There were like like 150 right. that you could get. Maybe not that many, but there were a lot. And now there's only four left. So those went... Yeah, you know people I mean? wanted people wanted to make their dogs famous. Apparently, that's a way to get your game funded is to say name your pet. Oh yes, that, that you're obsessed with. Oh, after absolutely, <laughs> you know. um, the strange box set from Monty Cook Games uh, features players' book, settings book, and GM guide, and a lot of other tools in a box for one hundred and twenty dollars. Okay, I actually kind of thought about this because I've got Numenera at home. This is you do. Uh, from the same designer and publisher as Numenera. The Strange looks really interesting. You know what that's about? I do not, unfortunately. So um, I've heard, like, I know I knew that it existed, but it's not something that I've really looked into, unfortunately. Yeah, The Strange is really funky. What it is is, like, you're going into these alternate dimensions. Okay. And what you do with those alternate dimensions is you use settings from books, movies, comic books, games, music, as those other settings. Okay. Hmm. Interesting, right? Yeah. So, uh, and then there's these, like, creatures that are trying to, like, come out of these alternate universes and invade your world. Okay. And then there's a bunch of stuff about you not realizing you're in a dream state and, like, you have to, like, keep certain levels of things to not, like, get stuck in these worlds. and. Huh. 
But anyway, okay. this is a big box set. They did this for Numenera last year, and they're doing it for The Strange now. So go check that out. The Strange box set on Kickstarter. few new board game releases. Marvel Dice Masters Iron Man and War Machine starter set is out. Uh, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective Jack the Ripper and West End Adventures, that edition of it from Asmodee is out. And Small World, the River World expansion from Days of Wonder. Sometime this month, we've got three new games coming out. Coal Baron, the great card game, which I'm really excited about. I'm a big Coal Baron fan. I'm ready to play the card game version of it. That's from Stronghold. Uh, Also this month, Attack on Titan, The Last Stand, which we just talked about from Cryptozoic. Yes. And from Jasco Games, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the board game. Okay. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is my favorite show of all time. It's one of my favorites. I love to some Buffy. The game, I don't know. I watched a video of the gameplay. It almost has that Harry Potter feel to it. Really? Like, I can't tell if it looks good or, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it definitely has the potential to not be good, but it could be. Right. Um, I, I, I really want to play it, for sure. Also, Jasco Games has some miniatures combat games coming out for Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, and Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Which all look pretty cool. Yes. So We've... we've- Talked on those a little bit in the past already. Yeah, hopefully Jasco is going to be putting out some good games because they've got some cool IPs. Yes. You know? Um, so that's all the board game releases. We're going to take another quick break, but before we do, wanted to let everybody know that Game and Movie Traders located at 2900 West Washington Street, next door to the movie theater here in Stephenville. If you're in Stephenville, they carry a selection of board and card games, including Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, and more. They also host groups and tournaments for these games, plus Dungeons & Dragons, War hammer and more for more information they can be reached at 965 game or at facebook.com slash game and movie traders sville and we will be right back talking about or leon's playing the best in hip-hop and alternative rock music the new kxtr 100.7 the planet stevenville's alternative music choice If you missed Cruising the Planet this week, you missed the hottest game show in radio history. Everybody, like, audibly right now has to say yes, but yeah. they agree to this in case someone has a heart Austin, attack. Austin, do you agree I to agree. This? It, it's, it's that hot where I can have a heart attack. And the guys give some alternatives to horse riding. Oh, that'd be sweet. Why not? Yeah. Come throw that cow next to any horse this and see what happens. <laughs> Join the shark and DJ Truffle Shuffle every Wednesday morning from 10 to 12 on 100.7 The Planet. All right, and welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm Lance McFarland here with D. Clark, and you're listening to Bags and Boards here on KXTR 100.7 The Planet, and we are about to talk about Orleans, a Euro game from Tasty Minstrel Games, designed by Reiner Stockhausen with art from Clemens Franz, D, my favorite board game artist. I mean, there's some board game artists out there who right. just great who draw like really great artwork but clemens franz he just does it for me hey there's a favorite for everybody man nothing wrong with that i think it's because he's the artist on so many of my favorite games that may be it yeah his artwork is very distinct i will say that and it's very nice yeah for sure so this game originally published by dlp games i believe in 
somewhere in Europe, um, then picked up by Taste of Minstrel Games. They did a Kickstarter for a deluxe version of this game, which is really great looking. I'll talk about that towards the end of our interview. Um, and then they did a regular version that they published. The deluxe version was on Kickstarter, and I believe Kickstarter only. But today we're talking about the regular version from Tasty Minstrel Games. So, D, I'm going to tell everybody a, a bit of an overview about the game. Sure. Then we'll get into our reviews. Okay. So, during the medieval goings-on around Orléans in France, you must assemble your followers of farmers, merchants, knights, monks, and more to gain supremacy through trade, construction, and science in medieval France. So... To get the game, D, you really have to understand in-game scoring. In-game scoring, important in every game, but particularly in this game because it's a little different in a certain few areas. It is a bit different, and it's very, like, the distinctions are small, but very important. Yeah, for sure. So you get points for goods, which are cloth, thread, wine, cheese, and bundles of wheat all have a certain value at the end of the game. That was from uh, most valuable to least valuable. You're also going to get points by adding up the number of trade houses you were able to build on a map of France over on the right side of the main board and the number of citizen tiles you were able to acquire by moving on different tracks and completing beneficial deeds on the beneficial deeds board and multiply that number by the level you're able to reach on the knowledge track. Correct. Or you could just say whatever level whatever level you're able to reach, that's how many points each of those things are worth. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's how multiplication works. Too. Hey, kids. <laughs> uh, so you also get points for every uh, dollar you have. Yes. And that's it. Those are where the points are coming from. So we're gonna you're going to start out the game. You're going to go, what do I need to do here to get the most points? Right. right. What path am I going to take? And like most Euro games, lots of paths to victory in this game. So each round, you're going to flip over an event tile that will either have a positive or a negative effect that resolves at the end of the round. Uh, things like no monks being being able to be played this round. You pay for food, uh, or you pay a food good, or you have to pay five coins. You get money for every trade house you have. You get money equal to your level on the knowledge track. Different things like that, right? So right. each player starts with four workers in their color, and you'll be using those workers to get more and better workers. Right. So the first round, you're going to take your workers and put them on various action spaces on the board to try and get an extra worker. You're going to be trying to get one extra worker that first turn, most likely. Um From then on, the workers from any actions you complete and any workers you acquire from doing those actions will go into your bag. Subsequent turns will have you drawing your workers out of your bag, and you start the game being able to draw four. You can move that up from a different action, which we'll talk about here in a sec. The actions on your player board each cost a certain number of different workers and allow you to do various things. Travel across the map of France by road or by river and pick up goods along the way. Build trade houses for points at the end of the game. Gain each of the different kinds of workers while also moving up their specific track that will get you certain other actions. Move up the knowledge track with the scriptorium action or send workers to town hall, which is a way to get rid of workers to keep your bag kind of cleared out, which makes drawing workers you really want to draw a little easier. Correct. So you get something out of it and you get to get rid of stuff that you don't quite need anymore. Especially if you you decide to commit to something in an early game uh, and you get a bunch of a specific type of worker. Yeah. Well, later on in the game, maybe you don't need that worker anymore. So it's a great way to get rid of those extra those extra things that you no longer want to draw. Or maybe you yeah. thought you wanted to draw them, and it turns out it's not working as well as you wanted. So you're trying to shift strategies. Ship them off. Let them go to work for the town. Absolutely. And that's the way to think about this. This game is called a bag building game, which is just a way of saying it's a deck building game where instead of a deck, you're drawing 
items out of a bag instead right. of drawing cards out of a deck. So it's really similar to <clears throat> to a deck building game where in most deck building games, which we talked about Harry Potter recently, that was We're one dead. of my main problems was that there was no way to get rid of cards. Right. Um, most deck building games have a way to trash, burn, whatever you want to call it, cards out of your deck. And this has a way to do it too. Plus it gets you some benefits. Exactly. Too. So here are the different um actions, the different kinds of workers that you can get on your action board. You're going to go to different places to get these, but what they'll get you are either a traveling along a road to get goods, traveling along a river to get goods, building a trade house on any city you're in, which you can only have one person's trade house on each city, except Correct. for except Orleans, for Orleans, where we all start out. Um, doing the scriptorium, which will move you up the um, up the development track or knowledge track, I believe it's called, um, and a couple other uh, little actions that aren't related to getting workers. Uh, the town hall, that's the other one. Yes. So uh, you can get a monk, which means that uh, the monk doesn't have a track related to him, but he can be used as any other worker on your player board. Yeah, he's a wild card, which is really nice. You, oh yeah, you want monks on this game for sure. Absolutely. Uh, the farmer, he's going to he uh, he's going to get you a better good every time you move him up the track. So you'll start out getting wheat from him. You'll end up getting cloth, which is the highest point value good, and you get a coin for being in first place on that track, and you have to pay for being in last place on that track. Also, you can get a craftsman, which allows you to take a technology token that can cover up any required worker on your board. A trader allows you to go through the stack of place tiles and add an extra action to your player board, which is really important as well if that's the route you want to go. But there's a cut; you might want to at least get one or two of those. Yeah, one or two is generally a good idea, um, just to give you some extra options. Yeah, uh, there are there there are a lot of those place tiles that only take one or two workers, whereas the actions on your main board, for the most part, take three. Uh, so. Uh, when you get those awkward turns where you've got two guys left and you don't know what to do with them, well, hey, look, you know, now we can put them on this extra board, yeah. and uh, now that, now they have a home and I can I can do something with them instead of having to sit on them and wait until my next turn. Yeah, for sure. And there's also a couple of place tiles that uh, instead of saying put guys here to do an action, they just say this thing is true, like this worker now counts for any of these workers. Right. Uh, I think our favorite one overall was the library, which says scholars now basically count as monks. They can yeah. be anything except a monk. Yeah, which is cool. And then there's one that says like um, that another guy counts as any of these three, which isn't quite as powerful. But um, it's the I don't remember what the name of the tile is, but yeah. what it is is it's the navigator, and he can act as any of the villagers. So he yeah. can be a navigator, or a farmer, or a craftsman, or a merchant. Yeah, yeah, so, that's right. So yeah, there's different kinds of actions on these uh, place tiles that you can add to your board. You just set them off to the side, and there are new actions that you can do. One of them says you don't, if you put a monk there, you don't have to do the uh, event tile at the right. end. So if it's a negative one, you can just skip out on that. So then the next guy is the navigator. Uh, you're going to get an increasing amount of money as you move up this track, and there's a citizen tile at the end of the track. The night, each time you go up the night track, the number of workers you draw from your bag increases, and there's also a citizen tile on that one. So that's how you're going to be able to draw more workers. Correct. You start out with four. You can get all the way up to eight on that track. And then the last one is the scholar. The scholar is going to send you down the knowledge track. The knowledge track, there's going to be certain places where you can get money. There's going to be citizen tiles on that. And like I said, incrementally, there you're going to hit these numbers, which are going to allow you to multiply your citizen tiles and trade houses at the end of the round. Which makes them way more valuable. It doesn't sound like much. But if you can get to six, 
and your your opponents didn't bother concentrating on this and they're only at two or three, you can rack up a bunch of points real fast that way. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And so there's about 10 or 11 actions on your main player board. Um, anything from messing around with the map to getting these guys and going up their various tracks to, um, you know, you can get a get the monk on that one and then send your guys to town hall is the other one. Right. There's one of them that you can do one of three different guys on the tracks and that's the only way to get them. And then most of the other ones have their own action that gets them as well. Correct. Uh, I would say knights and farmers are two of the most prevalent on the board. Um, and there might be a couple more that are really prevalent, but to do anything on the map, you have to have a knight and yes. a um, and a, and a farmer. Uh, oh, a farmer, yeah, right? Knight and a farmer. And then they switch the other, the middle one on those actions is different on each one. Correct. So uh, that's it. That's an overview of the game. That's how the game plays. Like I said, it's a bag builder. You're going to be trying to build up your bag, trying to thin it out when you need to, trying to gain different actions, move up tracks, deciding how you want to focus on the game and going for it, deciding which three, four actions you're going to really focus on to try and maximize points and then doing things around it, you know, so you don't fall behind on other spots. Sure. So, D, we're going to take a real quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking about our thoughts about Orleans. But before we do that, I wanted to remind everybody, follow us on Twitter at Bags and Boards TX. We're also at Facebook.com slash Bags and Boards, Bags and Boards TX at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, suggestions, Thoughts, questions, anything you have for us, be sure and follow us on social media, soundcloud.com slash bags and boards. All of our past reviews and interviews, plus this episode goes up the day after it first airs. You can catch bags and boards on KXTR 100.7 or by clicking listen live at kxtr.com every Wednesday at 6 o'clock, every Saturday and Sunday at 5 o'clock. And also, D, we've got uh, Game and Movie Traders, the sponsor of our show. They bring you bags and boards, but they also have Circle A Skate Shop. Circle A Skate Shop is located inside of Game and Movie Traders in Stephenville, right next door to the movie theater. They offer skateboards and longboards and carry accessories including trucks, wheels, skate videos, and more. Information at 965-GAME or by searching Circle A Skate Shop Stephenville on Facebook. They're located at 2900 West Washington Street, right next door to the movie theater. We'll be right back with our thoughts on Orleans from Tasty Minstrel Games. Listen up, all you fashionistas. Tarleton is now offering a new minor in fashion. Classes include fabric fundamentals, fashion industry, apparel development, fashion history, and fashion forecasting. This new minor is open to all majors and there are no prerequisites. For questions, contact Dr. Blaylock at K-B-L-A-Y-L-O-C-K at tarleton.edu. 100.7 KXTR The Planet is brought to you in part by Videos and More, located at 931 West Washington Street in Stephenville. Videos and More offers a variety of movies and video games for sale or rent, and also has a large option of select knives and other oddities in stock. For more information on Videos and More and their possibilities for Tarleton students and faculty, the store can be reached at 254-413-4734.
All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. I'm Lance McFarland here with D. Clark, and you are listening to Bags and Boards here on KXTR 100.7 The Planet, and we're talking about Orleans from designer Reiner Stockhausen and Tasty Minstrel Games. Just went over the rules of the game and an overview of how the game is played. Now time to talk about what we think of it, D. So yes. first, let's talk about uh, component quality, right? That's sure. a good thing to talk about, kind of the aesthetics of the game. The bags... Super nice. Right? They are nice bags. They're really like exceptional. <laughs> I think. I have very I, soft I have, bags. I have seen. I don't want to. I don't want to make them more than what they are. They are exceptionally oh, nice. nice free bags. They're nice bags. Um, <laughs> I, I like them. I'm not trying to knock them in any way. Um, but they're they're bags. Yeah. They're they're fuzzy. They're kind of soft. They are a little bigger in terms of like how far in you have to reach than I think is necessary. Um, but overall, no, I mean, we can't complain about the bags. You can't really complain about anything in terms of like component materials or anything That's true. like that. But you say they're just bags, D, but there's some nice bags. They could be old WizKids games and put those cruddy puke bags from airplanes. Well, that's true. <laughs> um, the, uh, but, you know, you could have, you could have like, uh, those things the, will not tear though. No, they will not. They are very sturdy. Um, but you could have like the, the, the stand-up bags, like you see a lot of the like Dice those. Masters playing, you don't. Not at oh, all. Oh man, I love those. Those I are by the, far my favorite I type of they, bag. I don't think I don't like the way they look. Oh man, I I I will respectfully disagree with you. That is easily my favorite kind of bag. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the components overall, not just the bags, but the, the entire thing, the board makeup, the pieces. They're all solid quality material. There's absolutely nothing to complain about here with that. Yeah, the one thing I'll say um, about the drawing out of the bag is right. that the chits, you know, in Dice Masters, it's easy to feel how many dice you have in your hand. Right. In this, sometimes it's a little hard to feel how many chits you have in your hand. And I, they are really thick and they're really nice, but they're still hard to feel. In the deluxe version, they're wooden discs, which makes it a lot easier. That's crazy. Um, yeah. They're like twice as thick as these. But what that can cause, because you could say, we'll just draw them out one at a time. But there's a mechanism in this game where if you decide that you don't want to, or if you want to bring some guys back, like if I play some guys out there and going to finish those actions out later. Right. And then I decide, <clears throat> excuse me, if I decide, oh, no, I want to bring those guys back too. There's a bottom section where you keep your workers before you place them. Right. And you can only draw as many guys as you have room to place down there. Correct. So if I decide I want to bring some guys back, I can say... Instead of drawing four, I'm going to draw three and bring one guy back. Mm -hmm. So if I'm only drawing one at a time, that can give me like... That gives you extra information. Yeah, that you shouldn't have. Not only that, but... And it uh, sounds it changes, little, but that could be a big deal. It, it, not only that, but it changes the math on drawing the pieces. Yeah. Um, if you've got... Just, oh, that's true. Just yeah. as an example, if you've got 10 pieces in your bag and there's one monk and you really need that monk, your odds go up by drawing them one at a time. Yeah. Um. It's not a huge percentage. Well, yeah. it depends on how many you're drawing, yeah, but yeah. It, it's it's an entirely different thing. Yeah, you're just changing it where it shouldn't be changed. But yeah, if I'm like, if I'm drawing it out and I keep and I draw three things I know I need, then I go, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and pull this guy back. Right. Rather than I might be like, no, I really need a monk, so I'm not gonna pull that guy back, so I can draw all four. Correct. You know, it just changes it. So that's the only thing. It's sometimes hard to tell. How many you have in your hand? Um, and I think some of that is alleviated. Going back to the bags, I said they were a little big for my taste. Yeah. Um, 
there were a couple of points where I had to shake my bag because some of those uh, workers got stuck in a corner oh, you're right. and they yeah. weren't mixing in with the rest of the, the tiles. Yeah, you're right. And so it was, you know, why can I not draw this guy? I know there's one in there. Yeah. Why is he never coming? Well, it turns he's out on he's on the other, other side, side of the, of the bag. bag. You're right. Yeah, um, definitely. So no, you I might think, be right. They might be a little big. You and I both have giant hands. So that's we good. Do. But for those, you're right. That did that did happen to me too. The artwork is great. I love Clemens Franz. Like I said, um, other than that, it's a uh, it's pretty standard fare. I'd say they did a really good job for this game having a deluxe edition. Right. They did a really good job on the basic version. I would agree with that. I would so. absolutely agree with that. Everything is very clearly marked. There's absolutely no doubt. Um, the first time we sat down and you pulled the box out and started setting it up, there was no doubt in my mind, even with you having not explained what everything was yet, this is this, this is this. Everything looks exactly what it, like what it is supposed to be if you have any knowledge of uh, what a Renaissance-era person looks like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You're right. Um, and I, li- I like, kind of like the stylization of the art, too, like the funky bucket head for the night sure. and stuff like that. Um, so, D, this is, in, in essence, like we said, a deck builder, which is pretty cool. One of the things I really liked about the game was in our second game, I really tried to keep the – we played this four times. I really tried to keep uh, my bag clear. Yes. I really worked hard to send guys to the uh, to the beneficial deeds board right. so that I could keep the bag clear. So that is a, a real strategy. What did you think about this game in relation to being a deck builder? Did you find it similar to a deck builder? I mean, it's not going to have like Ameritrashy elements like a lot of deck builders do. But... Right. Um, it certainly has some, uh, some similarities. There are definitely some strategies that you can use from deck builders that apply to this. Um, for example, not letting your bag getting too cluttered. Yeah. You know, there's a point in a deck builder where you go, man, this is too many cards. I got to get rid of something. Yeah. Um, and that that certainly is a point in uh, Orleans. Uh, the first time that we played through, I wasn't getting rid of anything because I wasn't thinking of it along that mechanic. Yeah, yeah. And I looked up and I had like... 25 guys in my bag yeah you're drawing like five farmers every time yeah and i can't draw anything that i need i'm just drawing random junk Mm -hmm. and trying to cobble it together um which obviously doesn't work very well at that point um but once once we got it you and i both once we got it through our head that Mm -hmm. hey you know if i'm drawing a lot of this guy i can take two or three of them and send them over to the beneficial deeds board and take care of this problem um it streamlined the process a whole lot. Yeah, and that's why um, that's that's when you kind of realize that 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 town hall action space is like, oh, that's really going right. to be important. And if that's your strategy, if you're really trying to play a thin, really high powered, low count sort of bag, right? right. Um, there's actually a place tile also that works towards that. Absolutely, it, it gives you. You can now send four per turn to the Beneficial Deeds Board, and it counts as two extra spaces to put workers on before you place them. Too. Right, so you can draw up to ten, which is, yeah, like, you you never actually get to draw more than ten, but again, you can't draw more than you have places for. Yeah. So by having those two extra places, you can have two guys, I don't know what to do with them, I'm just going to let them sit yeah. here, and then still draw full eight and be okay, Yeah. That's which is the, really nice. That's the thing, yeah, keeping a balance also, and even when you're working in smaller numbers... Sometimes I couldn't find a real reason to put guys out there and until I got to where I was drawing more and needed the space. Right. I couldn't find a reason to put guys out on the board instead of keeping them back. Because if I put them out on the board, I'm committing myself to something I might decide I don't want to do. Right. Um, 
But I guess that is something you do have to start doing. You have to start making those decisions later in the game when you're drawing more. Yeah, there were several times late in the game where I'm sitting there going, all right, I have uh, I have three guys here. They do not combine to make an action. Uh, so if I, if I leave them back, that leaves me with five spaces open, but I'm supposed to draw seven. Yeah. So two of these guys have to go somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And there were a couple of times where uh, you know, you place him on the board and then you go, oh, well, I guess he's going to sit there for a while because I really didn't, I, I, you know, I thought I wanted to do that and then I changed my mind. So he just sat on the board for a while and hung out. Um, but there were also times where, uh, you know, I go, all right, I need to move. I've got a knight. I don't have the other things to do the the move action, to, to do a ship action, for example. Yeah. Um, yeah but I, I know I need the knight to do that. And I can go ahead and put him on the board there uh-huh. and get him out of the way so that I can draw more tiles. Yeah, yeah. And I, I had a guy sitting on uh, the ship action for half the game one time. Right. Because I just didn't need that action, and I put him out there. And you get to the point where you're like, I don't want to not draw. It gets to the point where you're like, I need these things. You're starting to try and optimize so much yes. and you need certain things to happen. So it becomes difficult to say, I'm not going to draw one so I can pull him back. Right. Especially like if you've got a bunch of that thing in your bag. If it's a guy you could use, then yeah, but you know. And also like early in the game, um, when you're starting to make those decisions about uh, these are the things I want to concentrate on, you want you don't want to send those unnecessary people to city hall immediately to town hall immediately yeah because you might change your mind you might need to change your strategy in which case all of a sudden that guy becomes really valuable yeah but you can throw him out onto the board let him not take up space in your bag let him not take up space in your village which is the the area down at the bottom uh-huh. and still uh, have that piece there if you need it yeah for sure and getting those uh getting that place where you can get an extra two workers out on your board and an extra two to uh, the beneficial deeds board is a good example of the place tiles and how cool they are. Yes. Um, they're like you said um, earlier, we, they're very conditional, right? Like some of them with your strategy, you may go, that doesn't help me at all. Yeah. But then you could think of a way that you are playing the game where that could be really beneficial. Exactly. Like I never thought to get those extra two spaces, but if I was trying to, I mean, most of the citizen tiles you get, which are really important in the game, yes. you want to get citizen tiles, are out on that beneficial deeds board. Correct. So if I if I decided that I'm going to play a game where I'm not going to worry about trade houses and I'm just going to worry about money and citizen tiles and, say, the knowledge track, then I might be sending guys from turn one out there. You Correct. Know? So And um, the game, the last time when we played, when it was just you and I, um, I ended up sending... Almost everybody that was in my bag that was not a scholar or a navigator, because they were both basically wild cards. Yeah. Um, all of my craftsmen, all of my farmers, all of my merchants, except for maybe one, I ended up sending like three quarters of the guys that I procured over the g- course of the game yeah. to City Hall to go work. Because why draw? Why draw a? a uh, why draw even an ace? To use a, a playing card example, why yeah. draw even an ace if you can draw a Joker? Yeah. You know, if you've got a wild card, why not make it so that you draw the wild cards? That's true. That's a good point. And um, the, the, just to, uh, from what you said, me and you played, we did play this game. Usually we're talking about games. Not recently. We've got a pretty good game group going on now. But recently, 
uh, we've been playing games two player, you yes. know, for the last year or so since you've been doing the show with me. And, you know, that's what it was before, too. I play mostly two player games. Right. But we did play this game three player once, four player twice, and two player once. once. So yes. we've got a good a good grasp of all the different player counts. And I would say this game scales really well. I didn't notice almost any difference. This game scales shockingly well for me. Yeah. Um, almost every game that we have played, and I would I would argue this is true of just gaming in general, not just what we've played. Yeah. Most games have a sweet spot. Yeah. They say two to six, but this game is obviously best when you play four. Yeah. It's not true with early on. You want to play it two player? Great. Have a blast. It, you want to play it four player? You're playing the exact same game, yeah, it's which true. is a hard to do, and for me at least, really impressive. Yeah, because what you do is you don't put some goods out on the board, and you take away certain things. But it's like they did the perfect amount, and then it's almost like it was. I thought the clip of the game because we were going bam, 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 yes. really fast. That was kind of fun in itself. Uh, like, absolutely. And then every once in a while you go, uh, I need to think about this for a minute. Most most Euro games, when people say Euro game, most people think two to three hours. And if it's a heavyweight Euro game, they think three plus hours. Yeah. You and I played that game in what, an hour 10? Yeah. And there were a couple of times where we were like, okay, wait, stop. I have to think about this or oh, wait, no, I did that wrong, so I have to back up. I mean, yeah. we didn't play it perfectly. Yeah, yeah, I feel like there was still another 10 minutes, 15 minutes we could have clipped off of there had we played it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. and, um, you know, if we played with the same couple of people we played with a couple times, I think we'd be to the point now where we could get a four-player game in in an hour and a half. So absolutely. It's, it's a very that's, – that's my favorite thing about this game, and my favorite Euro games are this. It's a smooth game. It is I extremely mean, smooth. There's no, like – uh, this is weird or like this is too difficult or nope. grinding my brain too hard. It's a really smooth game where there's tons of strategy on it's not that it, it's not that it's easy. There's tons of strategy and a lot of thinking, but it's so smooth and you start optimizing and yep. building your engine so well that you know what you're doing and what you want to go for. Yeah, you know what you're doing that turn and more importantly, you know what you want to do next turn assuming you get the right pieces yeah and the game is set up so that the odds of you getting those pieces if you're playing the game properly are pretty high i mean yeah. it's not a guarantee obviously but the math is decent at that point yeah yeah um so you can you can literally plan a turn sometimes even two turns ahead yeah which is hard to do for a lot of euros yeah for sure man and uh there's a lot of paths to victory in this game i explored four different ones in my four different games right um and I could easily think of 10 different ways to really focus on and try to win this game. Absolutely. Which is always awesome. And you just like just like all good Euros, you can't do everything. You have to focus in on a few different things. Mm -hmm. But you also, like I said earlier, don't want to fall behind on other things. So you're going to have to do those ancillarily but not focus on them. Right. You know? um, I mean, you won the game the other night and you had – you hadn't gone that down that development track to the last few turns. No, I I had decided um, that I was, at the beginning of the game, I had decided that I was not going to concentrate on that development track, that I was going to just try to go around the board and gather up a bunch of resources and get a bunch of money and just see how far it could take me. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, you shut up the track very quickly. Yeah. And I realized that if I didn't get at least some of the way up the track, that uh, the multiplier difference, you were just going to blow my doors off. Yeah. Uh, so, But that's the thing about this game, D, is that 
small things in this game are important. Yes. Like things in other games that you would be like, I'm not that worried about it. Like making sure you have a lot of money at the end of the game, which like money in games is usually like, oh, at the end of the game, it's just like you get extra, like one point for every three or four you have. Right. It's a one-to-one in this game and little things are important. You might not want a bunch of farmers, but when we started thinking about that farmer track and like the diff, like you ended up with, 30 more points than me just because just from the farmer track i mean and and because I, I was thinking oh i'm not going to worry about the farmer track i don't right. want it but with all the goods you got and getting a dollar which is a point yes every turn every turn because and i'm me losing one every turn oh i wasn't that time in two player you don't lose one right but, but if you were in say a three player game that's the difference I it's mean, a it's a big difference and i didn't actually want those farmers i think i sent literally all but one farmer that i got over the course of the game just Hey, look, it's a farmer. You're going to City Hall now. Yeah. yeah. You know, get out of my bag. Do not come back. But I got all of the resources and all of the money from them. Yeah. And, and, then you and can it, use, was, it was perfect. You can use technology tokens to cover up. The farmers. The farmers or whatever you're trashing. You know? Right. The, the Beneficial Deeds Board is really cool. Um, the strategy there is you get stuff. You're getting rid of workers. You're getting money, which are points. Right. Um, but the thing there is... Figuring out how you can be the last person to, to finish, finish out something. one of the sections up there because that's how you get the citizen tile. Right. And that's really cool because that's when you start. I've never played a game. I mean, I'm sure I have, but I really focused on turn order in this game. Yes. Like a lot. Like when Turn I order would, was important. When I was about to put the last couple, I was going, okay. He's first. He's not sending anyone to town hall. I'm next. So okay, yeah, I am gonna do this. Right. You know? So you, I was thinking two, three turns ahead just with turn order. Yes. Um, which is really cool, and it still didn't wasn't grindy. It still wasn't burning my brain. No, at know? no point was I like, man, this is a brain burn. I need to take a break. Yeah. Um, every time that we played early on, assuming time had allowed, I'd have I'd have immediately looked at the group and been like, so are we playing again? Yeah. Are for we sure. just gonna reset the board yeah. and do this? Yeah, and uh, well, another thing I like is that event tiles um, happening at the end of the round. You see it at the beginning, right? And then happening at the end, it can take it can it makes you have to balance between what you wanted to do and also making sure it doesn't burn you or getting the best out of one of the good ones. Absolutely, it's pretty cool. I, yes. I like that you get to see it. It kind of reminds me of Agricola, like you know the thing that's coming up. How many how many people or that it's a feeding turn or whatever. Right. So you have all round to plan for it, but this time you only you get to see it right at the beginning of the round, and like I've got all round to plan for that, but I can't just worry about that. So it, there's a nice balance there. Um, one of the event tiles is plague, which makes you trash a worker. So there's also some strategy of like when a plague comes out, making sure that through completing actions or just whatever you've got to do to try and keep your four starter workers in your bag. Because if you draw those, you don't have to trash them. So that's some cool strategy there, too, on those turns. Yeah, you never trash your your four starters and you cannot send them to town hall. So you can never be completely out of one of those four workers. You'll always have at least the one. Yeah. Um. But uh, which is fair, I would say. Yeah. You never completely get rid of uh, any specific thing. Uh, but uh, you can you can certainly do a lot of work with that. Yeah. And uh, sometimes sometimes uh, you take you you kind of bite the bullet in order to protect your valuable assets and go. All right, 
well, it's going to be plague this turn. I've got a bunch of stuff in my bag already. Yeah. I'm just not going to take very many actions this turn. Yeah, yeah. Kind of fill up my board full of stuff, mm-hmm. but not do anything with it. And then next turn, assuming I draw decently, I'm just going to hammer home all of these actions. Yeah, for um, sure. The, the game that we played four player or yeah, one of the games that we played four players, I think I took seven actions one turn because of that. Because I just made a point. I was like, these guys are important, and I don't want to lose any of them to Plague. Yeah. So this action takes three guys, well, I'm going to put two. This guy action takes two guys, so I'm going to t- I'm going to put one there. And just filled the board full of, it needs one thing, and it's yeah. ready to go. Yeah, for sure. So for me, man, uh, moving along the map is really cool. Um, you have to find a good balance of going down the paths to get the right goods you want and also trying to not be around other players because you can screw yourself over then because, like I said, you can only have one trade house on each city. To wrap up for myself, um, this is a game... I, I can get into the theme of any Euro, but this is right. a game that about its mechanisms, and they're so smooth, like, just... I mean, they're silky smooth. Right. I really, really like that. You have to really tru- choose a strategy and fo- focus on it while doing other things to make sure you don't fall far behind, like I said. Each play, I've been able to try completely different things, and there's a ton of other methods to building your engine to try in this game later yes. on. We play a lot of new games, D, and I don't get to replay a lot after we review them, but this will be one of the games that I'm going to add to my very small group of games that will get played, like viticulture lagrania those games right this is going to get played in my house so uh final letter grade this is a um i'm going to give this a bgg number grade this is a 10 out of 10 for me 10 out of 10 which is a big deal i've got maybe four games that are a 10 that's that's pretty impressive and i'm right there with you if i was going to give this a letter grade it's an a straight up awesome so this is our first yes we're absolutely in in agreement at least in a long time yeah for straight a across the board. I so. think Scythe is the only other one that we were just like, bang, yeah. get it, done. So this is an instant buy. If you like Euros at all, if you just like nice, medium-weight games, you know, maybe even light-heavy, you got to try this game. It's Just hands down, try it. Just Yeah, try it. If you find somebody with a copy, play it. If you find it in a store and you're like, huh, maybe, do it. Yeah, the pieces are a little fiddly, but we have big hands. And other than that, I genuinely can't think of anything negative about it. And even game. with that, like there wasn't that much fiddliness. I know that's a thing that you and I complain about yeah. regularly. Most of it's stacked up nice. It sits nicely. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of constant manipulation and movement yeah. of pieces. I had I yeah. really didn't have that big of a problem with it. Yeah, this is the first game in a while that I can't think of negatives for. Yeah. So anyway, D, we're going to take a really quick break and we come back. We'll tell you what we're talking about next week and we will be right back. You can't miss cruising the planet. We've got hard hitting questions. How long can the koalas hold food in their stomach? Musical performances. Don't stop. Make it pop. DJ blow my speakers up tonight. I'm a fight till we see the sunlight. The award winning cruising the planet. Who was the idiot that gave you that award? You. Every Wednesday from 10 to 12 and Thursdays 4 to 6 on KXTR The Planet. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Bags and Boards brought to you by Game and Movie Traders located at 2900 West Washington Street. Buy, sell, and trade both use and new video games, offering new and classic video games for all systems, including PS4, Xbox One, as well as Nintendo, Sega Genesis, and other classic consoles, all consoles in between. Information at 965game or at facebook.com slash Game and Movie Traders Sville. D, this is the first time in a while that I'm going to 
come come across the expansion. Like I'm gonna play the expansion. All right, which includes three solo modes, a cooperative mode, and two other uh, ways to play. I really want to see that co-op mode. Yeah, I'm for sure. really psyched about. It's that. It's supposed to be actually really good. And there's a new expansion coming out this September. It came out at Essen, but in the U.S. this September. All right. So next week we're talking about the Great War from PSC and designer Richard Bohr. D's first Commands and Colors game. I talked all about Commands and Colors last week. A yes. lot about it. So D's gonna play his first. I played. The Great War a couple times, so we're going to have a good time playing that. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah, and we're also going to be talking to Gray Mass Games, uh, the two guys who run Gray Mass Games, about their uh, Kickstarter for the game Dogs that we talked about uh, right. today and last week, and also another game they have coming out. We're gonna It's going to be a quick interview, but we're going to be talking to them too next week. All right, sounds so good, man. That's it, everybody, and we'll see you guys next week. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.